What up, what up, back at it again. Another podcast, The Boys Are In The House. I'm your boy, Gabe. I usually host this stuff. That's JoJo down here. Say what's up to the people, JoJo. You're a special you're guest. Real. You're a special guest. <laughs> I got speak- promoted. I got a promotion. Special guest. No, not just, you know, a regular guest. And speaking over there on the couch is Julian's dog. Say what's up to Julian's dog. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, is that your I didn't even realize he was there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, Julian? Yoda. What's going on? I'm doing good, Listen. doing good. A lot of, lot of sports. Yeah, a lot of sports going Julian, on. Man, he's working hard on his back-to-back right now. You know what I'm saying? So as you guys <laughs> yes, know. Yes, I actually just heard. finished the soccer podcast. So now going into this one. A lot of so, research I've been having to do. So it's been a lot lately. Does it officially have a name now or is it just part of Real Fans it's Network? Real just, Fans FC. Yeah. Yeah, Real Fans FC. Ah. Yeah. Just finished that, episode six. So if you guys like soccer, go check it out. We, we talk all things europe right. our side of the coast you know all that for so. the few anyway that like soccer <laughs> you know for the five fans out there you know i'm really gonna support my boy over here right you know what i'm saying our soccer analyst and go listen to it i'm pretty sure you know he, he yeah. has some insight in that world you know what i mean so shout hey, out to the boy. gabe i know gabe has expressed <laughs> some interest coming on gabe you want to come on talk some footy I'll talk some footy when Messi comes, but we're not going to talk about Messi, okay? We'll save it for that podcast. Save that content for the other podcast. Let's get into it because uh, this past week, obviously, we had a huge tournament. We're at the beginning of April, obviously, and March Madness has come to an end, sadly. Uh, and Madness, there was Madness. Madness was running wild all through March. A uh, whole ton of upsets. Everybody's bracket was broke the first two days Back. of the tournament. Uh, and we ended up with the final four being... Uh, was it uh, for the men's side? It was Miami, uh, Miami UConn versus FAU, uh, San Diego State, and uh, we're just gonna talk about kind of overview of the Final Four and maybe talk a little bit of the finals. Uh, JoJo, I'll go to you because uh, you know you had a little stake in the game. Uh, let's talk about that uh, Miami UConn game. Ooh, where do you, where do you want to start, Gabe? Because I, I know, listen, guys, for background, Gabe, our you know Miami resident local guy here who's going for uh, UM. I was going for UConn. I've been preaching it uh, since basketball season started. And listen, the boys got the job done, man. Shout out to UM. You guys had you guys had a hell of a run, right? Um, but I warned Gabe coming into this game, man. Listen, I hope you guys are ready. You know, you guys came back against Texas. I think you were down twelve, made a nice yeah. little run. Uh, you have three or four guys, you know, that can create a shot. You know, individually, you know, great gameplay, good offensive. But listen, man, y'all didn't run into the UConn boys. I ain't run into the Huskies yet, and which we averaged over double-digit wins every single team in this tournament. And we did the exact same against the Miami boys. So, uh, Gabe, I don't know how you feel about that game, but uh, it was pretty close, I guess, in the beginning. Uh... You no, know, back and forth, you know, we – Really got on y'all on defense and, and, and on the boards, man. We're just a super physical, uh, big team. Uh, you guys definitely lacked in size in that one, and it showed. So Yeah, that, that's one of the biggest things. I think, you know, coming into this tournament, I think Miami was playing, for me, Miami was playing with house money. Um, the fact that they got in, uh, they've been dominant. They've had a really good year all year. They got in. I, w- I was fine with it. And the fact that, you know, they made it to the uh, 16 and, uh, you know, they make it to the 8 in the final four. I was like, we're playing with house money. This is this is a freebie. Like, uh, I never would have ne- never expected in the beginning of the season, like, th- this would be a final four team. So, with that said, uh, the game itself, playing actual UConn, obviously, we come in on our sides. Like, we were in the chat, JoJo, you know. Uh, so, they got four guards and one big man. And their big right. man, you know, he's really good. 
but they only got one of them. And and uh, UConn was way taller, way bigger than them. And UConn mm. played very well. I feel like Miami was putting too much pressure on themselves. Like they were forcing things a lot, and and then the shots weren't falling. Uh, you know, it might have been close, maybe the first half of the you know the first half of the first half. But uh, after that, it was pretty much runaway. There was like no you know. Uh, Miami dug themselves in a hole and they weren't able to climb out. And nice. UConn was just UConn was just a better team on that day, and that's what it comes to. Like they just outperformed. Honestly, man, you guys ran into the best team of the tournament, and I'm not even saying that as a UConn fan because we had one of the most historic runs. Yeah, ever. They beat. I'm gonna throw out like yeah. ever. We had one of the most historic uh, runs in this tournament, and it was just bad luck for you guys. We were firing literally on all cylinders. I'm talking. We had like the best inside out game uh, out of all the teams. Like. You know, banging it down there on the boards, you got Sonogo, and we got a almost seven-footer as our backup center, Klingon, um, coming in to replace him. And then you, we got three or four snipers who can shoot a three on any given fast break, hot in the corners. So just when you think, you know, let's say, you know, your guys are going in, they miss a little mid-range, which, which happened. Um, what's the guy's name, one of your best players? Uh, he kept missing his little 10-foot mid-range. Was it Wong? Wong, yeah. Wong, Wong right? And he usually place. knocks those down. So we were grabbing those boards, running it up right up the court. Uh, majority of the time was a fast break, which either led to a basket at the end or, or a three-point shot fast break. So every two-point shot you made, that majority of it, you know, resulted in a bucket for us at the end because we just had the speed, you know, and the strength to go down to the other side of the court. But – and the, on the other side, San Diego State versus FAU, I saw that game as well. That was a game for the ages, yeah. and it literally came down to the last possession with a final shot yeah. with a buzzer beater at the end. Fantastic game. And it was a little upset, man. I wanted yeah. FAU. Me too. I was rooting for them. Yeah. I, I wanted one South Florida team. Obviously, I didn't want UM because of who they were playing. But uh, it would have been really cool to see a small school like FAU uh, make it to the to the championship. Yeah, and that's the the weird thing, Julian. I don't know if you want to jump in with whatever game you saw, but that that game was like a tale of two halves, right? FAU came out shooting lights out. Uh, I think they, they went up uh, maybe double digits early, early on. Yep. And that first half, I was like, oh man, there's no way if they come out playing like this the second half, there's no way. Um, so right. San Diego, yeah, San Diego State obviously came back and came out to that last shot. And also, same thing, you know, I feel for FAU. Like, they were playing with house money. Nobody. Listen, this small school, out of all the schools in Florida, Julie, you can jump in. Like, how many people talk about <laughs> FAU athletics? Like, you know, I know I have friends that went to FAU. They played on the rugby team, people that play on the baseball team. Um, nobody, like, you tell me FAU basketball is going to make it to a Final Four, you know what I mean, with a chance. Oh. They're one game away from a <laughs> from the, from the dance. Uh, incredible. I mean, incredible run. Like a, a truly Cinderella team. Uh, even San Diego State, too. I, um, I think they played, they played overall well this season. But, uh, uh, I mean, the most underdog of the underdogs had to be FAU going into this tournament. I mean, San Diego State had a lot of four, four-year players, five-year players uh, because yeah. of the exemption rule after COVID. So they had, like, you know, a veteran-led team um, over there on that side. So I think that was their time to make it happen if, you know, if they had yeah. any chance at all, which who knows how that team is going to look next year. But, like, yo, back to FAU, Julian. Yo, coming out of that conference, man, we only hear FAU when they're going against FIU. And they yeah. cook us in majority of sports anyways. Uh, but for them to coming out of, I don't know, this week conference that we have here, not a really competitive conference, uh, to make a run like they did, that was just – Surprising. No. 
No, yeah, and I think, I mean, even though I'm not an FAU fan, I do think them making it farther does help the conference as a whole. I mean, we've seen it countless times where, like, these teams go on runs that, like, are these Cinderella teams that you never expect, and then all of a sudden that program is now just a perennial team that's always in the March Madness bracket. So having, if FAU can follow in that footsteps, like we saw, like, I don't know, like what VCU did, like, 10 years ago, or like a Oral Roberts, like now that becomes Oral like, <clears throat> yeah, there's always the one team, and now they're like they're in there all the time. Now that program's like kind of forever changes being in there. If FAU can kind of follow in that footsteps and be the same thing, I think that helps the conference as a whole because now, you know, you beat a FAU team who consistently is good. Now that help that helps lift up everybody. You know, you rise. You rise the. I don't even remember the, what the quote is. You ride the water for around. All water is rising boats. I don't know. Dang. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then you know, moving on to the championship game. Obviously, we saw San Diego State uh, versus UConn. And Gabe, I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, discuss. You know, your feelings about that game first, um, and your experience on that before I get into it. Because yeah, I know you're gonna go. You're, there, you're, you already know, man. <laughs> Um, UConn, they played very well, man. Like, like, what can I say? UConn is just excellent, right? They outshot them uh, in, in both halves. Uh, UConn was a better team. UConn was the hottest team. UConn, you know, uh, they were the hot team, and, and they played very well. Like, I, I can't, I can't speak to you know the entire season of UConn that I watch, but in this tournament, they shot well. They played well. They beat Miami that way, and 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 uh, you know, I feel like it was a repeat, and I feel like it was almost um, you know, as as big as it was, I feel like. Maybe the final four was more a little bit for me more enjoyable to watch than the actual final because I was like, oh man, these guys like you can't miss these guys ain't missing. Um, but I'll shoot it to you, Jojo. I'll give you a chance to rant. You know what I mean? I'm short on time. I don't have much to say, but I'll give it back to you. No, yeah, man. I mean, this is our fifth national title ever in school history in the last 25 years. So yeah. they want to talk about blue blood programs. I we're right in there. Yeah. We are right in there, and we're the only team to win multiple championships, um, being a three seed or lower. So we've never won a national championship as a number one seed or a number two seed. Uh, to throw that out there, um, and our last chip back in 2014. So it's a quick turnaround. Um, and if you look at our history, we've won within like our second title within five years, uh, aside from this last one. Uh, but you know, with, with the squad that we have, you know, obviously some players are going to get drafted, um, maybe maybe two to three players. But, you know, with, with the squad that we have um, that can step up, you know, next season, we can honestly go back to back. And I, and I really feel that way because we haven't lost to a non-conference program all season long. Everyone thought I was crazy saying we're going to make a run in the tournament. But that's because I was keeping up all season. We started off 14-0. Got up to the number two seed um, in the nation. You know, had a little, you know, setback. We lost like three out of five, which dropped our rankings. All to Big East teams, right? Um, we didn't win the Big East tournament, um, which I saw would happen because, again, you know, the only teams that we lost to were Big East teams, and we've had multiple teams in our conference that were nationally ranked. We had like five or six teams that could keep up. So we're talking Xavier, Marquette, uh, Creighton. Uh, so I just had another feeling that uh, one of these teams will make a deep run um, in the tournament as well, in which Creighton was the closest for the Big East, and they lost uh, to, I believe it was San Diego State on 
a controversial last second call. I don't know if you guys saw that foul. Um, so yeah, man, you know, I'm just taking it all in. It was a great season, national champs. Got my final really? portion. <laughs> you got his final uh, portion. You waste final no portion. time. Hey, listen, you ordered that off the Nike uh, store. I'm waiting for the <laughs> national championships to drop, and I'm looking forward to that. You going to the parade? And, and you going to the parade? You buying tickets? Did I fly to Connecticut? Nah, I mean, it already Winter? happened. It already happened. <laughs> it already happened. It already happened. Probably too cold up there right now, anyways. But I, I, you know, I did have flashbacks of visiting the campus uh, back in 2013 uh, when I was planning on attending, going over there, but. It's dope, man. The program looks real good. And you want to talk Blue Bloods along with Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. We're right up there with them. Five titles, five national titles. Are you kidding me? In the last 25 years? It's ridiculous. And I feel like all the hype this year was, you know, Alabama, Houston, obviously two other programs that I don't think of when I think of basketball. You know, yeah. I don't think of University of Alabama or Houston. Um, yeah. So the fact, you know. open tournament in history, I yeah. feel like. This is open for anybody. Yeah. We saw the number one seeds go down. And again, that's not our fault, right? Yeah. Like You can only play oh, who's in front of you. Yeah. Like, you I mean, know, if, if the number one went down the first round. Bad, what makes you think they're going to beat us? They don't yeah. even deserve the playoffs. They, they, they play yeah. us. They clearly lost which we would have seen Kansas if they didn't lose to Arkansas and then we no. beat Arkansas by double digits. So, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. There's going to be a lot of comparison shopping, people saying, oh, you didn't beat Especially who? how bad y- y'all beat Gonzaga. Like, that was really shocking to me. Like, Gonzaga, <clears throat> top you, man, team. And then they're the hottest to team. To beat them by 20-plus. UConn was is the hottest team, bro. UConn was Got up to the 30 team. at one point in that in that Gonzaga game. That's just embarrassing. You know? yeah. <laughs> Single-handedly <laughs> retire uh, your boy Timmy over there. Yo, let's talk about the other side because I don't know uh, if you guys watched uh, the other game. Let's talk about the women's side because um, we had uh, extraordinary. It was, like, I think one of the highest rating uh, uh, Final Fours or, excuse me, uh, championships. Like, it rated higher than, like, most MLB games, most soccer games, Crazy. most yeah. It was like one of the. I, I, I'm gonna pull up the record. Let me uh, find the actual tweet of it. Or say like nine million viewers. No, yeah. it was like the most viewed women's game in America. It was like four hundred something thousand people yeah. were watching. So uh, let yeah yeah. I think it, it outperformed two NFL games or something like that. Yeah, it was like four hundred thousand like viewers in, live, in America. Live attendance or like viewers? No, like viewers. Viewers, like, like yeah, like people turned it on and watched it. It said the viewers are four hundred. Oh, I don't know why I saw somewhere it was like eight million. It was like the most viewed women's game in America or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the tweet, but let's talk about the game uh, itself because obviously uh, it was a tough game. I think Iowa coming in with Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark. Everybody's been talking about her all year. She's going to be a superstar. She is a superstar already uh, when she decides right. to go in the league. I don't know. I think she's like twenty something. Is she a sophomore? Is she a junior? I, I honestly never heard of her name until after oh. the championship game happened. After oh. the championship game happened, I was like, "What's like, what's going on?" And everybody, I seen the comments. Everybody just like, the only reason the ratings are so high is because of Caitlin Clark. And that, but yet they didn't show a picture of her. They're showing the picture of the LS the LSU mm. team. I mean, I heard yeah. of her throughout the season. Um, she's had like some highlight moments, you know, on Sports Center and everything. Yeah. So she's been pretty relevant. They compare to Curry the way she shoots. Yeah. Um, off the dribble, catch and shoot. Um, so just you know, great offensively, um, and the energy she brings. So I like I've heard of her name throughout the season, and obviously throughout the tournament. When you make a run, uh, it's a wrap. Like that's it. Like your your, your name is gonna get known all, all across the world. Like in yeah. both men's and women's. And so. she's gonna be an you know, instant professional. Like if she she's gonna if she decides to go pro, 
instantly she'll you know be one of the top draft what name whatever you know Georgia you can name whatever college top college player that was coming off a you know of a, of a good team a great team I'm thinking like Carmelo Anthony Brittany Griner Brittany Griner name whatever best player in college and I mean she's definitely listen, I don't know man we had some top uh this is for the women's uh UConn top players coming out of UConn fresh off those championships oh but y'all listen well I'm just saying I'm just saying games in a row or something like right? that 100 games in a row listen back to UConn I know listen I'm not trying to be repetitive but that women's team is one of the most dominant ever you're the Yankees and, you know of college, they had injuries Actually, one of the top players is injured I actually forgot her name I'm mad it slipped uh, best in the country, right up there with Caitlin Clark, and she tore her ACL, I believe. She's going to be back next season, mm. and you're going to see. Usually top five draft picks, top ten draft picks, they, they come out of UConn. So. But, yeah, um, you know, they're they're the Yankees of women's college. They're, they're the Alabama of, of NCAA football. Uh, but let's talk about the actual championship itself. We're talking about Iowa versus LSU. LSU is generally, I think, a generally young team. Uh, they have a, young, a lot of young players. And uh, I don't know if you saw the actual game, Julian. Um, uh, if you saw the game or the highlights, any takeaways or Georgia, you can jump in. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch any of it, so I'm not the, the right person to talk about it. So if Jojo, you watched any, I didn't, I didn't just see it. Well, I mean, you know, back to the final four real quick. I know, uh, Iowa beat an undefeated South Carolina. I think they were 32 and oh, you know, trying to become, you know, I, I forgot like another team to go undefeated throughout the season and win the tournament. And Kaylin Clark dropped back-to-back 40-point games, which put her name on notice. Um, but shout-out to LSU, um, you know, completing and finishing. They, had just, they were just a bigger team, more physical team. Obviously, one player can't do it. Kaylin Clark already, you know, put up back-to-back 40-point games. So game plan was going to be centered around her and pretty much double-team her all game, uh, which ended up working working out in the end. So, man, shout-out to LSU Women's Basketball. I think that's their first national championship ever. Yeah. Um, that's dope. And I think Jordan Hawkins uh, from UConn is, like, cousins with one of the players on that LSU team. Yeah. So they both won. Um, I think they're from yeah. uh, DMV area, Maryland. Um, so that's pretty dope, you know, to put on, you know, for your family as well. Yeah, the actual game itself, I, I thought was really good. Like as far as championship, it, it did raise to the level of like championship game. These are two tough teams. Uh, LSU was just shooting lights out. LSU kind of had the lead, and you, there were some points, you know, where uh, Iowa will come back, just back a little. Yeah, they yeah. had a few opportunities. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it did live up to the hype. By the way, I did find the tweet from Front Office Sports on Twitter. It was nine point nine million vi- uh, uh, viewers. Yeah. Yeah, I told uh, you it was around like eight mil, was, nine mil. What I saw something, it was four hundred thousand. I don't know what that was. No, I'm like four hundred thousand is pretty low. I'm like that's all. I'm like it's in the millions. I remember nine point nine million, uh, more than any MLS game ever, more than any Stanley Cup since nineteen seventy three, yeah. more than the twenty twenty three Orange Bowl, more than the twenty twenty three Sugar Bowl, more than twenty twenty three Thursday Night Football, more than the twenty twenty one NBA Finals. Nine point nine million viewers, one of the most. Shit. What did you I see that? Game. I swear I thought I saw. I'm like 400,000. That's no way. Yeah. Like, There's no way. That's bro. what I said. I'm like, well, you, was... in a, you mean in attendance? Yes. That's not like they can't do that. No, no, 400,000. What they played in Houston? Right? They yeah, I swear in... I thought I saw that. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, it was some, maybe they're talking about something else. Maybe it was. No. Some, I don't know. Um, but, but I did see what I did see what Gabe listed out that tweet yeah. where they were talking about the difference. And, and the game, like I said, the game lived up to it. Uh, it was a really tough, good game. They went back and forth, and you know, LSU obviously came out. Now I don't know if you guys want to talk about what happened afterwards. Uh, you know, smack talking. It was the best uh, national story. I guess people coming out part of the game. You know, 
not you know not not failing uh uh was her name is angel reese angel reese doing oh, the, there you go so that's jordan hawkins cousin there you go angel yeah. Reese. Yeah, yeah doing okay, the the, the ring pointing oh i love the ring pointing though that's some kobe shit right there listen, listen. point the ring <laughs> point to the ring finger <laughs> it, it's yo kaylin clark was doing it listen yeah. uh i think people were mad about how reese did it yeah. kind of like oh they she waited to the end or you know she didn't drop 40 like like you know yeah. kaylin okay yo listen Hey, she felt like she, you know, she has friends in South Carolina, right? And those other teams. And Kayla Clark was going crazy with the celebrations and waving her hand. Hey, it is what it is. And honestly, I think that's good for the game. We want yeah. to see that competitiveness. Why do you think 9 million people viewed that game? Like, <laughs> oh, Kayla Clark or whoever, like, at the end of the day, who has the ring, right? I mean, they're yeah. both going to have great careers, Um, you know, when they eventually get drafted. And, you know, I think it's going to grow the sport. Like, I, I feel like people critique too hard nowadays. Um, I don't know. I like it. Uh, I love. You know, that's listen. your moment. That's your moment to shine. Yo, NBA. These the guys with the trash talk. Listen, they can be on the small, bench. Nothing small. all series, yeah. bro. Yeah. And then they're chatting. Yeah. Draymond Green chatting, and he's not even the best player on their team. When yeah. it's you know Curry and Thompson and KD doing all, like it does doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't to me, matter. I love it. Listen, I love. I love. Uh, uh, people getting a you know taste of humble pie. I love when the shit talkers. You know that's why I watch you know Conor McGregor try to get you know I watched his fights. So I said I want to see him get knocked out. That's why I watch. Nah, you're uh, the biggest Conor uh, fan. Don't. That's lie. why I watch. Uh, who's the other boxer? Who's the little guy who's like undefeated? Mayweather. Mayweather. I watch his fights because I want to see him get knocked out. He talks too much shit. I love. I love a little. You know, people getting their humble I mean, pie. You got a humble. Boy, uh, Logan Paul finally lost, so he got there a little piece go. of humble pie. And he's like, oh, whatever. I my workout, my back, oh, my neck, oh, my my. I don't know. My car didn't start right when I turned it. I don't know. Whatever excuses you want to make, you gotta eat that <laughs> shit. But I love it, man. I love the shit talking. I love the shit talking, Matt. Because guess what? Shit talking goes both ways. You, you, all right, don't talk shit when you know it's the beginning of the game. You're losing or you're down. It's all good. Wait till the end, <laughs> right? Like, no, you know what? It is? <laughs> I, I feel like he wasn't even upset about it, right? It's all the casual fans. They're, yeah, you know they got this uh, player on a pl- you know silver plate. They want to they want to see the you know the storybook ending. Yeah. it didn't happen. Cool. If that's the only reason why you tuned into the game was to see Kalen Clark, guess what? They didn't get the job done, right? It's a five on five. It's a team sport. You know, LSU won. They celebrated the way they celebrated. Don't be mad. Yeah, bro, it, is, it is basketball. It is. How do you Anybody... have your feelings hurt on something you weren't probably even watching all season? No, bro, you know, like, you, know the, you, you know the crazy thing too. It's basketball. Anybody who's ever played pickup ball knows that you talk shit the entire fucking time. Like it's even literally in its nature. It's like the culture that you talk shit while you play basketball. Like it's just literally what it is. Listen, man. I don't know. A lot of a lot of grown men had their feelings hurt, posted on Twitter and and Instagram comments, you know, talking all this trash to the LSU players as if they were watching all. Like, bro, yeah. give me a break. Give me. Listen, you tuned in to see a good game. You got it. The player you wanted to win didn't win. It is. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And I mean, okay. especially that, you're in such a you're in such an environment where it's like you know, there's a lot of emotion. And a lot of like, you know, you're just gonna do whatever to express it, like you know, like yeah, like who cares, bro? Like I mean, yeah. unless it's like absolutely disrespectful, then it's like one thing. But it's like you're just like who cares. And bro, I, I want to like everyone at the end of the game, they throw the basketball to the other side of the court. Yeah. They're stomping, they're yelling. Yeah, 
that's how people celebrate. You know so, what I mean? Yo, she just I, had her moment. I think it's going to make for a good, you know, round two. Obviously, like I said, this is LSU is generally a young team. And I think Caitlin Clark, she's still staying in Iowa. I don't think she's coming out to go pro yet. So, listen, NCAA, ESPN, sign sign up where put write the date save the date for that one because 2.0 you know what i mean is you know just kind of like ufc they're gonna do round two round three or you know fight two fight three it's gonna be excellent for them so and uh in general i just want to talk about uh julian i guess you can jump in on this you know with the nil deals now now it seems like players you can probably make more staying in college and getting nia deals than going pro right going for a pro minimum trying to go into the draft if you're not like a top player i'm not talking about you know you know the you know the bottom fifty, not the no, yeah, yeah. top top twenty, top twenty five players. Um, how do you feel about like now that because that was probably my, one of my biggest points about college is like, especially college basketball. It's like these guys don't stay around. They do you know they're one and done. They get in there, they go into the draft, and then you know they're Shabazz Napier, never to be seen again. Um, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about like the NIL? Like now players actually possibly making more money staying, especially you know. Uh, if they're a big program, staying longer in NCAA and creating the kind of rivalry where like, no, I'm going I'm to look next year when Iowa plays LSU again. Like, y'all got to sign that up because I want to see that. I want to see that that matchup. How do you feel about that, Julian? Um, I think it's a case by case basis. I mean, I feel like something like women's college basketball. I don't know if the numbers back it up, but I always feel like women's college basketball is more shown than WNBA. Like, I feel like I hear about it more. I see it more. I like, like you just said, this, this final was the most watched women's game ever. I feel like somebody like Caitlin Clark, like she might make more money staying there doing these NIA deals in college versus going to the WNBA. But like, I think on the men's side, it's a little different because I feel like if you're going to, if you're somebody who's like, getting NIA deals, NIL deals in, um, in, in college, more than likely you're good. And then you're going to go to the pros and probably make more money than you could imagine. So I, I think it's just more of a case by case situation or if like somebody, you know, like um, I can't think of a player that's off my head, but like, you know, you always have those college stars, but like, you know, they're never really going to be like drafted super high. Like so I can like give you one. So like, like I, I think like a Drew Timmy, right? He did all four years. He loved his school. He's a great college ball player. But a lot of feedback from people is like they don't think his game style, like his gameplay, is going to translate on the NBA. He's not going to be a top ten draft pick because yeah. he played four years at Gonzaga. Like he's just not. Yeah. Um. So I so think that would be a good like, example. And he probably made a lot of NIL deals staying there at Zaga. To be honest with you. Yeah, versus he he tries his his luck in the NBA and probably will never make that much money as he did. So I think it's I think it's it's situational. I think a lot of it depends. So to me, it makes sense that like these women college basketball players might you know stick it out in college because in the WNBA it's just probably not going to pay as well as there's different rules for the WNBA. If you guys want to look it up real quick, I heard it, I heard about it that uh, you might have to stay all four years in college before you even get drafted so i don't think they have a choice i could be wrong though. okay so they have a limit okay <clears throat> i think they have and to stay NBA used, no, wait. No, nba added the M of just one year you have to be at least it says the league requires for domestic draft to be at least 22 years old when the draft takes place with no remaining Got college it. eligibility so almost four years there. if you go into college at 18 yeah. let's say you're going to 18 years old four years later you'll be 22 
to be able but, to get drafted. I mean, you can always go international and go pro. That's the thing about basketball. They play around the world, you know. Um, especially women, you know, the women's on the women's side, they, they travel more on the offseason cause, just because they don't make enough compared to what NBA players make. They travel international and, and, and uh, make their money that way. So I, I think this is actually kind of cool. Like, if y'all can make money, to me, it just makes NCAA more interesting. Like like I said, it's like these one players are one and then, like, you know, you talk about JoJo, you talk about UCon- um, uh, how they had a run of players that they've been in, like, you know, third and fourth year seniors. Um, like, to me, that is more, you know, I, I got more investment in it because I watch them young. But if they're one and done, you know, I'm talking about top, top players. Yeah, yeah. If they're one and done, I'm like, why am I going to invest? This guy's going to be gone. You don't, yeah, you don't even know who you're going to get next season. Yeah. Uh, you don't know who like, you're uh, who's like going to come in a chance to portal. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I mean, exa- imagine Zion stood another year at Duke. Like, everyone yeah. would be tuned mm-hmm. to sophomore year watching that. Uh, but obviously, he was an NBA talent, top five pick, like, yeah. top three pick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, you know. And he might have just fell before this NIL stuff. So let's speaking of basketball, let's switch over to the NBA side because it's the end of the season. We have about four or five games left in the season. Uh, we're entering the playoffs, and you know seats have been clinched, uh, playoff spots have been clinched, and we're just going. I just want to talk in general about uh, the NBA. Uh, how you feel overall, JoJo, about uh, this season? You know, my Miami Heat they're struggling right now. Right now, we're I think we're number seven. We're trying to fight for a sixth spot. I don't have high hopes for my Miami Heat, but uh, overall, what's your overview of uh, the NBA heading to the playoffs? So let's let's start with the let's start on the East side, so I can talk about Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, well, I can say playoffs overall. Finally, it's it's coming, man. I, I've been waiting. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't really been that tuned in this season uh, for whatever reason. I don't, I just didn't have the excitement, but maybe it, it'll pick up in playoff basketball. Right, it's all we it's what we've been waiting for. Um, you know what I like to see? I like to see new teams. I like I like to see new teams make runs, um, you know, create a name for themselves right here in the playoffs. So, I mean, we're talking uh, in the East over here. We got you got your Knicks sitting pretty. It's been a little minute, couple years since yeah. they lost to the Hawks, sitting at five. Um, Nets, you know, they've been through it all this season. I'm yeah. talking coaches, players, uh, guys that don't want to play, all this controversy. They're in the playoff mix with their new squad, so shout out to them. And you know, even your Heat didn't have the best season. No, you know they're in the playoff picture, and we're not talking playing like they secured a spot. Well, well, no, right now they're fighting. Right now, it's still between the Nets and the Heat. Uh, uh, they can swap places. Uh, the Heat are two games behind. Oh, so seven, seven and eight is fighting. It's like playing. Six, right? Oh, six and seven. Yeah. Well, yeah. Seven through ten is playing. They, they have a playoff berth. So, but Nets right now can swap with the Heat if they win the Nets. Yeah, they the, didn't the last three games. I think what's happening here is because they're tied. That it's not like uh, I don't I don't know why it's not doing it actually. Um, it is it's weird right, though. It's only showing yeah. eight, nine, and ten though. That is weird. Uh, but yeah, so right now the Heat. Uh, I think they play either tonight or tomorrow. They play the 76ers and they play like Washington and Orlando. Oh, so wow. they're fighting. They're fighting for that that number six spot, so which I would. I would. I, I hope that Miami this year would, you know, get into that five or six seed because you don't want to be at the bottom. You don't want to be a seven or eight because you're going to face the Bucks or the Celtics as it is right now, right. and those are teams I don't want to face in the first round, especially coming off this kind of whole home season where, like, you know, after the All Star break, you had to come out winning games, and we just couldn't put wins together. So we're barely making it to the playoffs, but I, I'm not very excited for the Heat post game season. But in the meantime. 
like I said, if you can get that five six, which you know the Knicks secure that five. That's so where you want to be. Yeah. Five six is where you want to be. Uh, yeah. That's you have the best shot there because you're not gonna play the Bucks. You're not gonna play the Celtics. You're not gonna play the 76ers, top three teams there. And I was literally thinking that as you mentioned five seed, I'm like, wow, Knicks are in a good spot. Yeah, they're they're the first time the Cavs. That's I mean, that's a pretty winnable series. Yeah. So you know, uh, as far as the East is coming out, I don't care about these any of these bottom teams. Maybe you know. People talk about the Raptors, Damian Lillard. You know, discussion about around the Raptors and Damian Lillard is like, you know, uh, do it in the big one. Um, but uh, these bottom teams, I don't care about. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the East overall? Like top teams, who do you expect to to be in that Eastern Conference final? Um, I mean, Jojo, everyone's, I everyone's been going back and forth between uh, Bucks and Celtics, right? Honestly, I can think it go either way. Uh, 76ers have been playing very well, but again, until they prove us wrong. In the in the playoffs, like I don't I don't see them going anywhere. They were the one seed a couple years ago. We still didn't have them getting past the second round. Uh, so honestly, it's it's gonna be between uh, the Bucks and the Celtics, and I think that's gonna be a six or seven game series, and it could go either way. So yeah, barring barring he- health and yeah. injury, I think the Bucks are a clear favorite all year. They have been for a while. They're uh, that, you know. I think they're, yeah, they didn't even have Middleton last season yeah. in, the, in the second round of playoffs. So, I mean, like, you know, you have one of your best players gone. Like you said, if, if everyone stays healthy, I, I really see the Bucks, you know, going all the way, to be honest yeah. with you. And let's switch over to the Western Conference if you want to click over, Julian. Here we go. Uh, let's talk about the West because the West, they made the biggest splash around trade deadline. I feel like they mix it up the most as far as uh, transactions and movement. And um, obviously, as we look towards uh, uh, the Western Conference, Jojo, I'll let you all go off because, you know, there, there's a lot of movement going on in, in the West. So, yeah, I was going to say, just, you know, just take a look at the standings, man, and look how close and, and tight it is. Like, I mean, like you win the next two games, you could jump up two to three seeds. You know, if, you know, the opposing team that's above you loses those two games, like you can have a, you know, a dramatic swap here, which which is crazy. So. I mean, we got the Nuggets first place. They've been holding it down all season. Grizzlies been making a run. Shout out to the Kings, first playoff appearance. Yeah, they broke the curse. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah, it's been a while. Holy shit! Hmm. Yeah, that's that was a draw right there, man. Shout out to the Kings. They they actually um pretty good team or pretty entertaining team to watch, man. Your boy Fox out there, uh, Suns with KD and them boys. I'm surprised the Clippers are at five. I feel yeah. like they've been stopping really been... this year. It's weird because every time I tune in on a Clippers game, I feel like I see them lose, aside from last night. Um, and Paul George is injured. Kawhi with his rest time. They pick up Westbrook. I don't know what's going on here, but they're sitting at the fifth seed. Yeah. Um, and you got the Warriors, in which we all know this is their time. This is prime time. Warriors in the playoffs. They actually started off terrible this season. And people didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. Well, yeah. casuals didn't think they'll make the playoffs because they couldn't win a game on the road the entire season. Bro, with they 10 spots, sitting, sitting they were getting in. Yeah. Uh, Lakers there. 10 spots. Like. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting at six, though. That's that's actually pretty impressive yeah. um, for how they started. And we know they got you the know. veteran experience. But I'm like, damn, they're not even, like, squeaking in, but, like, with a 10 or a 9. Um, it's wild. Uh, so any look at these last few teams: Lakers forty-one thirty-nine, Pelicans forty-one thirty-nine, T Wolves forty and forty with what three or four games left. Uh, no. OKC can make a little run. My biggest surprise is look at that 
11th seed. Look at that team there. That is the biggest surprise. Ooh, biggest trade of the splash, biggest Ma- splash of, of Mavericks currently not even in playoff contention right now, yeah. even though they did win last night. Um, what do you guys think, man? Uh, I, am- I know they don't play any defense. They, you know, they got in Kyrie. People trying to blame Kyrie. I don't they think play- it's his fault. It's just their yeah. style of play, you know, with both yeah. of them on the court. So, and and I think that was the biggest thing with that trade, with the Mavericks trade, was like, you know. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, uh, Luka Doncic, he, he's the main, right, the main guy they go through. And when you bring Kyrie, Kyrie is also one of the, like, guys who needs the ball. So it's like, how are they going to share the ball and, and be competitive with two guys who need who need the rock? So the Mavericks, honestly, I heard a conspiracy that, you know, they should be tanking. I know they, you know, said that they won last night. They should be losing because I think they have a, depending on the trades, uh, they have a, a chance to be in that, that bottom, you know, the top, top I guess. Lottery. The top lottery, lottery pick, pick uh, yeah. or to be in that mid range, um, so and I think they had did, did who played yesterday because I heard what you call it was uh, they had him on injury like one had an ankle the other one had uh, like a back injury or something, um, but yeah that's probably the biggest upset and listen this is the the problem with with the rental right you get a guy like Kyrie who's on you know the the end of his contract we knew it was going to be a six month rental. You know, I guess, you know, Mark Cuban is trying to throw anything at the wall, you know, especially as competitive as all the other teams are, the Nuggets, the Suns, you know, the the Kings being good. He's trying to throw something at the wall to make it stick, and it, it ain't sticking. It ain't sticking. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest swing. But I, I think it's kind of like one of these things for me. I was like, eh. I was like, I'll wait to see. Then they played, they played good for, like, the first time they played together. I think that first week, they played, like, excellent. They are like, shooting lights out and stuff, but... Man, Yo, what, I mean, what they, a they play upset. Great. I mean, I think if their defense is trash, bro. They, yeah, but well, they knew I, that. I mean, they could drop 40 any given game in which yeah. they do. But, like, that's not enough. Look how many points they're giving up as a team. Yeah. And I think they I mean, knew that going into it. But go ahead, Julian. I mean, I think it's just showing their true colors. I mean, I think Luca for these past couple of years, have just been hiding what's actually going on. I mean, we've man. always... We've always said that they're not a good team, but Luca's been hiding it. They've been carrying him, squeaking into the playoffs, and it's showing their true colors. That this GM is ass; like he's done nothing. I think he struck gold with Luca, and then they've just been like riding that wave. And obviously, I mean, I could have told you the Kyrie That's shit was going to be. And bad. They got like, rid of Brunson last season, and look at Brunson going off with the Knicks right now. So it was just—it's just bad management from from the top. Um, they're not doing anything to actually provide help to make an actual solid team. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, they got to kind of clean house over there because whatever they're doing and from a management perspective has just been awful. Cause how long has Luca been dominant? It's been four years now. Yeah. Every yeah. year he's predicted the yeah. winner MVP. The last he's always on years. pace. He's always on pace. He hasn't like even MVP. been in the top three though. The, the yeah. last couple yeah. of years. But and then meanwhile, and then meanwhile, look at uh, Joe Chick in uh, Denver and how, the support he's getting. So it's like in that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, obviously, like I said, I, I kind of knew that it was going to be like that. Like offensively, I knew they're going to be shut out. But it's like at some point you have to play defense, right? And then you know, at some point they're going to have to sit down and you know, maybe if well, you do thi- a tandem thing where one's off, one's on, maybe they can pull it out. Uh, especially with well, the, the thing- high amount of shooting this year in the NBA, but you know. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like, who cares if you can put up points at this point? Everybody in the NBA in the top ten of Everyone each conference can put, can put up points. Point. 
there's yeah. no defense being played. So it's like, are you just going to play this shootout game the whole time? It's like, no, eventually you got to like do something to sure up to make yourselves different and like move up and get more talent. You know what I mean? Cause you already have this, the scoring potential. It's just, you don't have the other side of it. And it's like, who cares what's how much you points you could put up because you don't think these other teams can't put up points. You don't think golden state can put up points. You don't think the Suns can put up points like Denver, Memphis, like, of course they can. Yeah. So uh, let's let's jump overall. Uh, how do you feel, JoJo, about overall who who should come out of this? Who do you think is going to make the Western Conference final, or who do you want to make a deep run? Because now all of a sudden your Lakers are good. All of a sudden now they're in Yo, listen, man. Post trade deadline, look, we're an entirely <laughs> different team. LeBron, again, the goat. He's playing on a broken foot right now. I just want to throw that in there. All right. You didn't want to get surgery because he's that guy. Um, you know, AD. He's been making some noise. Uh, he had a couple uh, 40 point games. I, I know he had like a slight injury again the other game. Uh, so they were debating on sitting him out. I'm like, no, don't sit him out, man. This is it. It's your seed. Yeah. So if if the Lakers remain seven seed, which I think is best bet, I don't want them to move up. They're right where they need to be. You know why? Because look at the three seed. You got a Kings team who hasn't been to the playoffs since 2006, right? So we're talking inexperience here. Um, so, you know, being the lower seed, you know, it's not always a bad thing, right? It's all about matchups in the playoffs. Um, so they can definitely make a run. I can see yeah, Phoenix. They remain healthy with KD, Chris Paul, and D-Book. Everyone had this hoopla um, about them when KD got traded. It kind of died out a little bit because KD's been injured. Yeah. Um, but he's going to come back in time for playoffs, uh, which he's projected to. So we can see that happen. And uh, they were the – I'm sorry, put the standings right back up. So, oh, my God. You know what just stood out to me just now? So, yeah, they're, they're sitting at four, saying. which they could play the Clippers at five. With I think PG is still out. So, they have a yeah. favorable matchup there. Um, go ahead, uh, Julian. What were you saying? Oh, my. Do you see that Warriors away record? Jesus. Oh, they're terrible. Christ. They're absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's what Nine I was saying earlier. 30? Yeah, they they're can't win yeah. game on the road. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I get that, but like I didn't realize until I looked no, at the actual bad. record. Jesus, it was bad. and that's if, why no one thought they were going to make the playoffs because yeah, honestly, it was, ridic- honestly, it was ridiculous. Man, the Kings, like it's their away record, is what propelled them to where they are now. I mean, look, they have by far the best away record in the entire conference, and like yeah. that helps a lot, man. You can win on the road. That's that's huge. Yeah. In the playoffs, because I mean, look at the even look at even look at the Nuggets and Grizzlies. Like they're below five hundred in their away record. Like that, it's honestly kind of wild to see how many people are below five hundred on their away record. And you know, if you if you're gonna fall like uh, the Warriors are, you're gonna have to win a game on the road. You know, nine games. Whatever team you play, nine games on the road. Whatever team, whatever team plays, is gonna have home 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 defending champs. Um, Hey, but they're sitting at six, which is which is crazy, and that's what I'm saying. Like. That's why I genuinely told you I was surprised that they're so high seeded yeah. because I would have thought they would have been like I nine or they ten. They couldn't buy a game on yeah. the road. Yeah. Like I wasn't being dramatic. <laughs> so um I, I, I listen, I'm I'm not gonna doubt the words. I I'll doubt it when I see yeah, it. I mean, they anyway. have playoff experience, they're they're you know battle tested. Listen, don't be surprised if the the Warriors make a run for it. Um, so no love for the Nuggets, huh? No love for the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, even though they've been nah, all year. I, man, I don't like number one seeds, bro. I, I just don't. Not anymore. Not in the NBA. I, I, I feel like you you could string together a good amount of games during a regular season, but when you're 
matched up against a team you don't want to be matched up against, like the Warriors in the playoffs, let's say second, third round, like I don't see them getting the job done. Like I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. You know, hopefully everyone stays healthy. I know they've been injury riddled in the playoffs last couple of years. This is the most healthy they've been. Uh, hence why they're the number one seed. But I just don't see them uh, making a run, man. I see the Suns, potentially the Warriors, and, you know, maybe Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I can, I can see what JoJo's saying. It's so hard to predict one seeds because I think with just the trend of the NBA where, like, you know, regular seasons aren't meaning as much anymore with allowing 10 teams into the playoffs. It's like, is the first seed really even the best team anymore? Because it's like, how how hard are these other teams going? And it's like, obviously, they're, they're going to wait to go full still until playoffs. So it's like, it's so hard to judge nowadays because of, like, load management and the intensity not being as high. It's it's kind of hard to tell. So it's like a one seed doesn't necessarily mean like you're the best, the best team. team anymore because it's just, they've made it. So they made the regular season. So ass that it's like, man, who knows now? Facts. So you know, back so, in the day, early two thousands, you surely you, you'll see, yo, if you're one seed in the West, because it's such a tough conference, you're like, yo, that team's going all the way. Yeah. Like you would think that like oh, yeah. if the Lakers on top or anyone like you're like, Oh shit. And the Celtics yeah, were first. Like, it's like, yeah, you don't want to play the one seed or even, you know, top three seeds. Nowadays I'm like, yo, we've seen so many fraudulent like, one seeds or one through three mm-hmm. that I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's the be Lakers real. As the, Kings, as, against the Kings, I'm confident in that. I don't care if they're the three seed. Yeah. And that's what you I was going to say. Let's be real. Like, is the Kings really the third best team in the West? I mean, I think they just they they took the they took the regular season more serious. You are what your record they, says they you are. Win. You are what your they have they've had a good season. Uh, they I, have a good season. I think no, are, and that's what I said. I think I think I think it just depends like how how well you prioritize. It. I think obviously the Kings prioritize this regular season. I, I I mean you can tell just by their away record and like everything. Like it's not like they were dominant at home. Like they were twenty three and seventeen at home. It's just they were able to, you know, get out grindy results. Listen, I feel like that's a, you know as far as the Kings, that's a little Cinderella team. I don't think that they have. I don't think they have any players that have been in the playoffs like deep in the play. Made a deep playoff run, but they, they've had a good year. You are what you so consistently you do. This. You are what your what record your, says you are. What's your power rankings for the top three of each conference? Then? Uh, teams to go deep, like t- like your power rankings. Like who who cares about the standings? But like oh. since we said like the regular season can kind of mess things up. But like what's your actual power rankings? Uh, with everybody else full strength, I'm gonna go Warriors, Suns, and uh, possibly possibly the Grizzlies. Possibly oh, the Warriors Grizzlies. at one. All right. Possibly the Grizzlies. Warriors, Suns, and the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I thought you be- are what your record is, Gabe. Listen, <laughs> yeah, they, they are bad. Warriors, I'm, not, I'm not denying they're bad. They are bad on the road. They're bad on the road. But guess what? Playoffs is a different. It's a whole. It's yeah, zeros, play, everybody's we all know zero. playoffs is different. But I thought season. you, but Gabe, I thought you just said the regular. You are what your record Listen. is. <laughs> he, he didn't even throw the Kings in there. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna do the, uh, the yeah. He the was literally hyping up the Kings, saying they are. The the Kings. Listen, they're my Cinderella team. They're my dark horse Cinderella right, what, team. They had a good record, but they, the they don't have a lot. Of, they don't have a lot of playoff teams. Huh? Say it again. What's the East for you? 
The East, uh, I'm going Bucks. I'll throw the Heat in there. Bucks and Celtics. I'm not throwing the Heat. <laughs> he's gonna say he's gonna Heat Bucks, Bucks and Celtics. Celtics. He's gonna... <laughs> I'm not even picking a third team. It's Bucks and Celtics. That's Bucks and Celtics. <laughs> I can I see that. I think Sixers are the third best team from a power rankings. Like I think Sixers are proper. I honestly think that's properly. I think it's accurate. Are what I think it actually is. In yeah. the, East, the East is accurate actually for a power. Oh, yeah, ranking. Like, huh. yeah. Yeah. So let's end it. Uh, you know, obviously we began uh, MLB season, a whole bunch of opening days. JoJo's wearing his New York jersey. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about opening day and uh, overall your experience. Any anything you anything so far in the MLB season listen, that you? There's a reason why I'm wearing this jersey. You got 99 on the back of me. Listen, Aaron Judge, home run king. You know, uh, first home run of the season was by who else? On the first pitch, Aaron Judge. I rest my case. All that's rise. it. They're winning it all. <laughs> that's my that's my, that's my <laughs> No, no, They're man. I'm excited for this season. Um, like I say every year, because it's actually realistic, we have an opportunity to go all the way. With that being said, we need our team to stay healthy, especially in the playoffs. We need our pitchers, right? We need our relievers. That is the difference maker in the playoffs. It's been known the last few years, if you have the best pitchers, you're going to win. Right. And we've seen it. That's what we need. So as long as we're doing the right thing, um, taking care of our staff, we'll be good. Uh, Garrett Cole, 2 and already. Um, we've had our top prospect, our youngest guy since Derek Jeter. Volpe get called up to the big leads, man. Congrats to him. Uh, big shoot to fill in. Um, you know, we're obviously not looking for turnaround right away, uh, but it, it seems promising. And, and that's dope to hear that story. He's a New Jersey kid. Um, always been a Yankee fan, you know, kind of similar to like Jeter's story as well. Growing up, you know, watching the pinstripes and, you know, to see that dream become a reality. Now you're the starting, um, you know, shortstop for the New York Yankees, man. So I just wish him luck. Um, I think it'd be a crucial part of his team. You know, got that young energy in the dugout, right, with some of the vets in there. Um, and I feel like that's what every team needs. Yeah, I feel like going to the season, like, you know, the Yankees are going to be good. They're going to be great. They spend money. Uh, they're going to compete. I feel like the Red Sox. I feel like the Red Sox may move this this season. So like, I'm going to look forward to Man. those matchups. But you know, it's a fucking long ass season, guys. It's, it's, a, it's too, yeah, I don't even know where to start. It's a lot. <laughs> Strap it in, guys. Listen, we're, we're like just starting. Games, it's April. We're gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be a long haul. We haven't even gotten to July. The doldrums of July. Right. It's hot as fuck, and everybody's <laughs> out there sweating their ass off. Listen, Jojo, you you gonna. You gonna get a little worried about the Tampa Bay Rays off six and zero start right now? Nah, not really. Um, I know what they're capable of. Um, you know, they're obviously we have one of the toughest conferences, you know, in baseball. They uh, American League East. So you know, I'm gonna be watching Toronto. I'm gonna be watching the Rays. Um, Yankees could have easily, you know, been undefeated. Um, we won both series though. So we beat the Giants two out of three, and we beat uh, the Phillies two out of three. And honestly, I don't even know who the race played. So, but congrats to them. And like Gabe yeah. said, it's a long season. You know, if they go tw- if they start twenty and zero, you know, I might start to okay. you know panic a little. I'm like, oh shit, you know. Uh, but we're you know we're going for the division title, right? We we don't we want the automatic in in the playoffs, right? We don't want no damn wild card spot. So, you know, looks promising. Looks promising. Now uh, on the other side. You know, we, we could talk uh, your West Coast Yankees. You know, Julian is a big uh, Padres fan all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. You know, the last couple of seasons, man. And that totally. team 
is looking stacked, especially when Tatis gets back. Uh, you got Soto, you got Machado. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Like that's they they pulled Honest, the upset man. against you know the Dodgers, who was fourteen games ahead of them for that, you know, for the uh, division, and you know, and they ended up coming in the wild card, winning that game, and then winning the series against LA. So that's something to look out for. Uh, I was gonna say like the National League is is tough. National League is really good this year. I mean, you have the Dodgers to worry about, Padres, the Brewers, uh, the Braves, Fox, Mets. Mets. Yeah, it's it's Phillies. a really you can't, you can't you can't forget the Phillies. They had a full cool start, really. but you know they're um you know coming off uh you know a World Series run. You know even though they lost, or I could say appearance. It's, but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. And honestly, the NL East, my Marlins, it, it's that's a tough division right now. I mean, with the it's Mets and Rays battling it out, and then you got yeah. the, the National League defending champs with the Phillies. Um. Marlins are off to a semi good start. I mean, they got pretty much swept by the uh, Mets, the Mets. Yeah. but um, you guys won a game out of that series, though. <laughs> no, no, you yeah, got they, one out, right? you got one. No, I think they got swept. I think they got swept. No, I think they got all their wins against the Twins. Um, oh, San, Sandy bad. is still Yo, as good as ever. Shout out, Sandy! Game. Shout out to the Cy Young Award winner. Couple. Wow, like, shout out, man! Did you Don't see the them. time? Did you see the time in the game? It was like two hours. Literally, like, no, it's like a, it was a is an hour and fifty four minutes. Yeah, it's wild, and that can lead us to our next topic and our final shorter, topic. Sh- shorter than John Wick. The, <laughs> the, the, uh, the most talked about rule in baseball, the the aforementioned uh, pitch pitch count clock, pitch clock of twenty seconds, and then also the uh, defensive shifts being um, banned. Um, I'll point it over to JoJo. Me and JoJo during World Baseball Classic had some thoughts, and we noticed, too, like during um, the World Baseball Classic, we noticed that the players were already on a mental pitch clock already. You can tell that they were already, like, started it because most – I would say, like, at least 90% of pitches were within 20 seconds, at least that I've noticed because I was kind of paying attention to it to see, like – and you can tell, obviously, all those players are, you know, amping up for the season uh, of getting within that – that mental clock of them. Yeah. So, uh, Jojo, what do, what do you think now that we're, I guess it's been a week now since opening day. Yeah. Three games. Um, yeah. Well, all right. I mean, yeah, you know, me and Julian, we're kind of going at it a little bit on whether, you know, the pitch clock is better for the game or worse. Um, obviously we haven't even seen it in action yet. So we just had our opinions on it. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was not a hundred percent completely on board with it. Right. Especially during, some of the most intense baseball that we've seen in the World Baseball Classic. So I was trying to put it in perspective in terms of what was going on in the games right now and how meaningful those games were because every game counted in the World Baseball Classic. So I felt like if you were being rushed um, to pitch every 20 seconds, it kind of takes away from the cat and mouse, um, that one-on-one action between you and the batter and just that overall chess match where, you know, every at bat matters. So I'm like, I was there picturing at the games, like, you know, let's the game's tied. You're running late, you know, in the inning and, you know, you got to be strategic with your pitches. Now you're forced to just throw whatever. If you can't come to an agreement with your catcher, um, which could hurt the game, like, especially in, in uh, 10 situations. Um, But seeing it now overall, you know, and putting it in the bigger picture for 162 games. Long season. Um, 
I've seen quite more action. The game times are shorter, but for the better, right? Because you have all that junk time cut out. So I think they cut an average of what? They're at least 30 minutes. 30 minutes is what they said. Yeah. So, so coming in, uh, yeah, coming so into the season, they said, because they tested out in the minors last year, the average game was about three hours and five minutes, is now cut down to an, two hours and 35 minutes. So, yeah, yeah just yeah. about. 30 minutes off so which I think is a it, lot of time just i think we're moving in the right direction um obviously you can have all your opinions set before it even starts right so i could say right now in the first week i think it's going well um we've had you know a couple of pitch count violations uh yeah. between either the batter or the pitcher right show it tani had last night i think show tani got you know got machado hit. actually got thrown out of the yeah. game because he got he got rung up yeah. Uh, for a strike for not being set because he fixing his batting glove for 30 yeah. seconds away, which yeah, I'm like, I have until eight seconds left. I think yeah. the batter has until eight seconds left. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a weird adjustment on both players, right? It's not going to be perfect. You're going to see violations all season. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're, you're going to have to adjust in, in the game time. Now, going forward in the other rules, and I'll get your opinion on pitch clock, Julian, as well. But there are other rules that I actually do like. So they got rid of the shift which I think is beautiful for the game of baseball because now you're getting rewarded and we get to enjoy singles, right? So, like, you're getting rewarded for a single. It's not just, oh, the home run ball or you hit, you know, a ball in the gap, you know, an outfield and you're seeing doubles. Like, no, there's contact hitters. You're getting awarded for contact, right? Because, you know, the switch in a sense was kind of like cheating. Like, you're projecting where the ball is going to be and they're making contact with the ball and it's unfortunately you're filling in that hole so you're not going to get the hit. Guess what? Now they're getting these hits, which I think is great for the game. Um, and another rule was they, the pitcher can only throw over the first base, I think, two times. On the third time, so, you have to get an out. Third time, you have to get an out. Or Otherwise, they get, they get, yeah. yeah, they'll they get the base, pass. which I think is great because that's more incentive to steal a base, right? And they made the bases bigger, yeah. which is an even more incentive to steal a base and it, you know, provides more safety for both, you know, whoever's playing the infield and the runner field. and the catcher. Yeah. The yeah. So, receiver, I mean, I, I forgot the stats, but an opening day, they broke the record for most stolen bases ever. I think it was like 20 stolen bases across the league on yeah. opening day. Whereas last year, I think it was like six or something like that. So I, there's a lot of action. You're getting rewarded for singles. You got people stealing bases out here, um, you know, between every other pitch once they get on base i love it so far it's been good yeah so i i took the stance of like i was for pitch clock i've been pretty much as like a big proponent of mlb needs to do drastic things they have to the the times are changing their average age of viewership was 65 years old or somewhere around there Versus compared to other sports, that was like 20 to 15 years older. You needed to do something to captivate the younger people. The games were too long. As somebody who's watched baseball my whole life, the games are too long. Sometimes it's just it's just too long. It's too slow. JoJo had the strategy standpoint. But for me, look, at a certain time, you can't take as long as you want. Because even in chess, like JoJo used, even they have a timer. Football yeah. has a timer. Basketball has a timer. You have to be able to think fast and do. At the end of the day, they're professional athletes. You you need to be able to come up with the decision and do it. You have a hundred pitches, roughly eighty to hundred pitches for a starting pitcher. 
make your decision, go in there with a game plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to approach each batter. And it would require maybe more pre-planning going into it. But like, yeah, it's, it's made it way more enjoyable. It's going way faster. Um, because it's not even so much the fact of taking up the three-hour block; it's just seeing more action within that. Yeah, yeah there's it's more just action like, inside the three it's, hours. It's yeah. keeping it's keeping me it's keeping more in, more entertained. And honestly, trying to watch more, three hours, every, yeah, and then trying to watch three hours for 160 nights is a lot to ask for out of people. Yeah. Like that's that's really long. And then we could see here, like I mean, I was just said with Sandy. Sandy threw a complete game. Hundred. Um, yeah, a complete game with that pitch clock. So it's definitely possible. You can still do things. And honestly, it's just going to make pitching yeah. more impressive. It's going to make it like be able to like, all right, like this perfect game that he did means even more than if he did one last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the defensive shifts are awesome. Being able to see more hits and more people mm-hmm. going bigger bases this is probably the biggest move baseball's made in a very 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 long time it is a right step is a step in the right direction um i just hope they continue to make more changes that help benefit the game like shorter seasons god forbid please shorten the seasons i want it so bad yeah. like, i don't think that's gonna happen yeah. i don't think it is either but i mean i don't know i yeah. i've thought about it so many times and i'm like it really doesn't make you're not making more money like, I, I just don't believe that you're making more money having more games. Like, I just don't buy it. The right, ratings you have to be lower. Each game, right? Like, if, yeah. if your stadiums are empty for 162 games, you might as well. Because the operating you know, costs. You know how much it costs yeah. to to run a game? All that money that you're losing running a game when you can run a game half of the amount? But anyways, I think it's 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 a step in the right direction. Um, I think they're doing a good job. I think the, things like the Apple deal um, – you know, I wasn't a big fan Timo of uh, was it Rob? Was it Rob Manford? Rob Manford's the commissioner, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, even though I still think he's dated, I think the people underneath him have been doing a good job of uh, progressing the game and capitalizing on the World Baseball Classic and stuff like that. So I, 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 I gladly bring on the changes. I think it's awesome. Um, but Gabe, what? Yeah, we'll end it off on you. What do you? Uh, as a ca- as a former catcher, listen, these catchers are gonna love it when they're in July and it's fucking 102 right. degrees and the game's only two hours. They're gonna love it because they're gonna be in and out. I think it's a positive as far as the pitch clock. A, this rule was already on the it was already in the books, but now they're just enforcing it. Right? It's like here's the speed limit, but now we're gonna actually put a radar gun and measure it like up. So uh, the fact that they're doing it is it's it's a, it's, a, it's been in the book for a long time. It's just now they're enforcing it. I think it's beautiful. I think it's great for games that are going to be like 1-0, 2-3. All these games that suck, that are small, you know, low scoring, they're going to happen quicker. And guess what? If a game happens long, it's because there's a lot of scoring. There's a lot of actions like you guys already mentioned. Like there's there's stuff happening. So it's like, yes, we have to extend this game because there's stuff happening. People are getting hits. People are getting on base. People are stealing. So there's action. So that's that, you know, the action... uh, kind of justifies why the game is longer so the fact yeah, that like sandy the marlins threw, game yeah the fact yeah. that sunny threw 100 pitches shut out game is up in two hours less like i said less than john wick four you can go watch john wick four you still be <laughs> watching the theater i love it i love the game listen it's a long season we got a long way to yep. go this soon. yeah but yeah, I, and honestly two and a half hours is not that wild i mean like that's not i think that's straight i yeah yeah it's especially fine. Like, i mean if you have like, an action-packed two and a half hours in baseball right couple hits here and there hmm. not just home run ball right again we're getting rewarded for hits and singles stolen ba- people love to see stolen bases like i mean like i've been watching yeah. on tv and i and i'm surprised players that 
you wouldn't expect to stay. They're still they're running. I'm like, oh shit. Well, we're go. doing so that. Ultimate cat right, mouse cool. game. Vogel back. Yeah. You see that Vo- that Vogel back commercial, with JoJo? I don't know if you saw it. The fat guy no, from Milwaukee. No. I don't know. He's just a fat guy. I love to see fat guys run. It's like a, seeing a, a defensive lineman score a touchdown or something. Anyways, yeah, he's running all over a real Muto uh, in the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. I like the guy's yeah. a cannon. And also, like, like we're doing this. It, all right. yeah. <laughs> Think about the hours that you're saving on that catcher's knees over the course of his career. Yeah, that's why Gator. Bro, you think you think? I mean, you're talking about thousands of hours saved from you bending over. Like yeah. that could that could make or break your like post retirement career, man. That's that's uh, now I think about it. But Listen, all they need to do now is let pitchers use mean, tack and uh, shorten the season. Oh, uh, there we go. Make the field bigger. <laughs> I feel like I don't <laughs> no, make it shorter. Make it I wonder how this is going to play out in the playoffs. Like when you know during crunch time, I mean they should all be set in their ways by then. They sh- they should be good. There should be no excuses. But I feel like this is when it's really gonna count. It's, you're gonna get a World Baseball Classic feel in these playoff games because it's gonna be such a fast paced game with a lot of action and everything counts. Every pitch counts. Every stolen base counts. Um, so I'm definitely excited. You know, to get there in that yeah. point, we have a long way to go, like Gabe said. But let's enjoy. Uh, what we're seeing right now and we shall every week right here real fast podcast on youtube on twitter on instagram julian's doing the soccer show julian shout out the soccer show one more time real fans fc check us out like i said we cover europe and internet in america check out check us out get some pretty insightful and debates and talking shit so yeah. we're, we're, we're. i'm catching up on some reels i'm gonna post more content world baseball classic um, yeah, man, we got a lot going on. Gabe, Gabe get, get on that Instagram, get your Twitter finger, not uh, Instagram, get on your Twitter man. fingers, you know. Game. All right, Gabe's going to get us a guest next week. Gabe, go get us a guest. That's your task. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do, but we'll be right back here next week. Real fast, we appreciate all the downloads and subscriptions. All the viewers, thank you all for checking us out. We'll be here next week. Peace. Peace out.